Lead, deliver, develop. The core values of former college strength coach and now head strength and conditioning coach at a private school. He's trained over 1,000 athletes from the professional, college, high school, and youth sports levels. Striving to be the best in Southern Maryland, the tri-state, and region. The owner of Iron Foundry Athletics. Here's your host, Joe Chiricella. Welcome to episode two. I hope everybody's having a healthy and safe quarantine uh, while we've been home for uh, however many days this has been. Um, We had a great response from our very first episode that I did. Um, A lot of people were excited. Uh, Looking forward to future ones. That that makes me uh, very happy moving forward. So we're going to kick things off a little bit different. Uh, I am going to answer one of our questions that I did have come in, and then uh, we're going to move on to the meat and the potatoes of what I'm going to be talking about today. So the question that I had was, um, said, Joe, I'm getting bored with same old barbell, dumbbell, bandit rows for lat slash upper back exercises. Any fresh ideas? So the answer is going to be yes. Um, I have a bunch of different variations you can be doing. Um, just remember, not everything has to be a max effort or some type of dynamic effort uh, movement. You know, we can change that up by adding some resistance, uh, some tempo work. So, you know, if you have lighter weight, then you might want to slow your, your tempo down. If you have uh, heavier weight, then you can essentially decrease your weight if you need to um, and do more, more volume um, on your reps. But a couple different variations, though. Let's just start with uh, bands. You know, we have, you know, wide grip uh, lap pull downs, right, with the bands. You could be doing um, palms facing down, palms facing up, like an underhand position when you're doing uh, your your, uh, banded lap pull downs. You could even, if you have a pair of fat grips, throw some fat grips on it just to change the thickness, um, you know, not necessarily of the band, but your grip on that band um, to work uh, different parts of that upper back. You can go into the one arm, you know, lat pull down, um, you know, position. You can go into a half kneeling position with your bands. You can uh, essentially then move on to like variations with your dumbbells, right? So you have your standing dumbbell row. One of my big favorite things I like to do is um, going chest supported, or we've also known as the prone position. Uh, you can either do that on like a flat bench or if you don't have like an incline bench, take that flat bench, you know, put it on a piece of uh, wood, like on a box and make yourself a homemade uh, incline and go chest supported rows. You can go um, neutral grip dumbbell rows for that. You can go, you know, with, with like a wide row um, in the prone position. You can go prone position, dumbbell neutral grip rows with like slow eccentrics. Um you can go dumbbell row and then add in a back extension uh, to that as well. And then you could also, you know, moving on to like, you know, my number one thing for back would obviously be a uh, pull-up. So if you have a pull-up bar, you have your pull-ups, weighted pull-ups, take a band, do banded um, pull-ups. You have chin-ups. You could do um, isolation, um, excuse me, um, Isometric holds doing your uh, pull-ups, you know, holding, you know, the chin up over the bar for as long as you can, lowering yourself down for so many seconds and then pulling yourself back up and repeating that. Uh, you have 
your barbell bent over rows, you can go um, pronated position, supinated hand position on your rows. Again, you know, rowing up to the top, squeezing your shoulder blades together, holding that for several seconds, lowering your weight, changing up the tempo. Um, those are all the big things. I know it's kind of stinks that we're not inside the gym. We don't have the cable uh, pulley machine that we're used to. But I think if you just start switching up your tempo and your resistance, that will freshen things up for you. Um, so hopefully I answered that, that question uh, in depth. And then uh, moving forward, you know, we're, we're going to talk about today is trusting the process. Um, I really think when we talk about that trusting the process, um, this goes not just for athletes, but uh, for coaches as well. Um, you know, one of my big things I've seen in the industry for, for as long as I've been in it is especially with like new athletes coming in, they feel like, you know, maybe they didn't uh, get to lift max weights that day. Um, they weren't drenched in sweat. Uh, so they feel like they did not get a good workout because, you know, they didn't have those two, two things. Um, you know, one of the things I want to be clear is that not every workout should be designed to crush you. Okay. Like, you know, you come in, um, like athletes, I think are feeling that they need to keep doing like more and more and more because they felt like they didn't get, you know, enough during that time. So there's a huge difference between, you know, getting better or just getting tired. So, you know, if you're just, you know, coming into the, you know, to, to the gym, your, uh, your coach is just, you know, giving you something to do in the sense of, I don't know, like, you know, this is say like, a, you know, an hour worth of jumping jacks, you know, but you see somebody else coming into the gym and, and they're working on their, on their squatting or they're working on technique for running um, or whatever the case may be, like who's going to get better, like who had a better training session? The person that was actually, you know, um, working on that goal, working on something specific or the person that was just in there, you know, doing the one movement or doing something just to get tired. Right. It's so like there's a difference between getting better and getting tired. And, and that really, I think, is a scope of trusting the process. You know, um, just because you're hot, you're sweaty, you're confused, you can make a sweat angel when you lay on the ground and you get, you know, you stand up and. You, know, you have your old body print on the ground, you know, from your sweat angel. That doesn't mean it was a productive training session. Um, you know, there is a difference between exercising and training. So when I think of it as a two, like exercising is just a random, you know, workouts that are thrown together. They're, they're there to make you sweaty, confuse your muscles. Um, you know, that's exercising in my in my eyes and, and training. You have a systematic approach. You have a plan in mind. There's goals that are be set. There's progressions. There are regressions that are planned ahead of time. Um, some days are going to be easier than others, but we look at that as a training session, not just coming in to exercise. So, you know, do you need to go home and, and do more? You shouldn't have to. Um, you know, there should be a purpose behind what what the, the training session was all about. You know, and I think that goes into when we say trust the process. It's if your coach 
is giving you programming, then there needs to be a rhyme and reason behind it. That coach should be able to explain to you the reasoning why. So if you're coming in and, you know, you have a max effort squat day, you know, we're going to, you know, attack the central nervous system, you know, the very next day or within 48 hours, I'm not going to sit there and try to crush your central nervous system again after I just crushed it on Monday. Why? Because you didn't recover. So there's going to be different things we're going to be doing in between. And then we're going to attack, you know, uh, maybe that those legs again on, on, on Thursday. Um, but your coach or trainer, whatever you want to call them, they should be able to explain the why for every single thing that we're doing. Um, you know, when we talk about trusting that process, I'm talking not just for, for new athletes, but I'm talking about, you know, your more seasoned athletes, you know, the ones that are intermediate to advanced athletes that are coming in and, you know, programmed for that week, you know, after you just maybe had, you know, deload week and you're coming in and the next week it's like, Hey, we're going to test back out. And you're uh, somewhere right around 85 to 90% effort, you know, as you're warming up, getting ready to maybe hit a new three, three rep max, one rep max, five rep, whatever it's going to be. And your trainer comes in is like, Hey, you know, you, your form looks like, uh, looks like crap. And, you know, we're not going to increase your weight. You're going to stay here until you, um, you know, fix whatever the, the issue may be, whether, you know, let's just say knees are collapsing, chest is caving in, internal rotation, when you should have external rotation, whatever the case may be. And the athlete gets gets pissed off and the athlete's like, you know, doesn't want to hear that from the coach. Well, that's the coach's job. The coach's job is to make sure that your form and your technique is staying, you know, good throughout all of it. Obviously, when we start going to the 80% plus higher range, we know form's going to break. But just, be, you know, we you have to trust the fact that the coach has the best interest of the athletes. I always try to explain or try to sit there and tell some of these athletes, does the risk outweigh the pro, right? Does the, does the risk outweigh the reward? And if the answer is no, then why would we do it if it doesn't outweigh it? So... Is it worth going for that five pound extra, you know, PR on a bench press squat, whatever it's going to be, you know, on an Olympic lift with your form caving, just to say you got a five pound PR and all of a sudden you're hurt or, you know, and you get yourself hurt and now you're out for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months plus. So, you know, those are, are the issues I, I foresee, you know, I try to sit here and, and, and let's take that whole training concept and compare that to, say, a GPS. When you're driving from, you know, wherever and, and you need directions, you go to your phone, you go to your, you know, your, your car, whatever you're in, and you're going to put in the GPS ways, whatever app you're using these days, and you're going to punch in the address. And it's going to take you from point A to point B. And it's going to take you there the fastest way. You know, it'll ask you, do you want to, you know, bypass tolls? Do you want to, uh, you know, bypass, you know, certain highways, whatever. And you can set all these, you know, filters to get you from point A to point B the way that you want to get there. Well, training is not that. Training is more of a long-term, you know, uh, answer, right? I mean, people come in and all the time. Not just to my facility, it's it's gonna happen to probably every trainer or every gym out there. People are gonna come in and 
you know, they want these quick fixes. You know, they feel like if they go to the gym, um, you know, they do, a, you know, a couple classes here. They do a couple exercises. They do a bunch, you know, ab work. They're going to go home. You know, they'll eat their, uh, you know, salad or they'll eat their, you know, whatever healthy meal they're going to have. And they think they're going to wake up the next day and they're going to lose a bunch of weight. Um, you know, it's not how, how, how this industry works. It's not how the game works. Um, you know, people don't want to hear that though, when, when, when we talk about it, you know, people want these quick fixes. People think like, you know, oh, you know, we're going to do this quick, uh, nutrition challenge and it's going to be, uh, you know, who can lose the biggest, you know, the most weight in, in 21 days and, or 30 days. And it's like, that, that's not really, you know, how it works. Yeah. You, you could be somewhat successful in it, but the minute that that challenge is up, you know, and people start eating the way they should be eating and they're not, you know, uh, in a caloric deficit and everything else, like they're going to gain the weight right back and they're going to do, you know, the unhealthy way, you know? So that's where we could talk about that trust in that process. I mean, I can't be any more clear when there is no one system out there that's going to be the end all be all. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, CrossFit is, you know, the end all be all or, you know, strength uh, training is the end all be all or P90X or, you know, whatever other stuff's out there, you know, like all these, you know, pop up, you know, camps and, and, and clinics that people are running and these, you know, they're advertising and these body weight stuff. Not, I mean, everything has a rhyme and reason. Everything has a purpose, but not one thing is going to fix or, or, or going to guarantee you to get you to your goal without doing something else. Right. So like, you know, if people think that they're going to just run on the treadmill to lose weight, yeah, that they might lose some weight, but studies have shown you got to strength train to and get on the, you know, and do cardio to lose weight. Okay. Um, you know, nothing, I guess you'd say like, you know, People, you don't need to lift heavy every single day. You don't need to tax your systems every single day. You know, there are some days that we schedule things in there that, you know, are light days because we need them to use as a recovery day in between maybe two hard workouts that we just had. You know, the best, you know, one of the best things I could say is like, stop worrying about having the greatest workout every single day. Like think critically about your goals and the path that you, you know, you need to take to reach them. You know, do the things, do like everything you need to do to reach your goals, even if it means, you know, taking the light days or don't cherry pick your workouts because you're like, oh man, every time I go in on Thursday, it's a really tough workout and I'm just not going to go Thursday because it's tough. Or you know, maybe you see the workout and it's like, ah, uh, this is this is a piece of cake today. I'm just not going to do it. Um, or I don't want to do this workout because of these exercises are in it and I'm not good at them or I don't like them. Um, you know, what I basically like one of my things that I, I try to tell athletes um now, I guess you say like I'm getting better at telling them this um, versus um, 
you know, what I did in the past is basically, you know, I want you to start doing things that you're not good at. You know, we're home. There's really not much for us to do during this, uh, you know, quarantine, you know, stuff. So why always focus on the things that you're good at and start focusing on things that you're not good at? You know, if you just because let's say take somebody who could deadlift just because you could deadlift some weight. If your form is not good because you know that you don't have a strong upper back, uh, you can't engage your lats when you're deadlifting. Maybe you're, you know, um, not activating your hamstrings or you're, you're not focusing on your hip hinge, you know, first on your deadlift. Those are things you should be practicing, not just lifting heavy weight, decrease your weight a little bit, work on the things you're not good at. And uh, keep progressing from there. Um, you know, those are when you talk of, you know, trusting the process, it's just not from an athletic standpoint. But I feel like the coaches, you need to trust your athletes in the sense that sometimes, even if we don't program a one rep, five rep, three rep, or whatever the case may be in a workout for that particular day, maybe your athlete is is feeling it and, and everything is going real well that day that they want to come in and, you know, they're going to um, essentially, you know, go above and beyond what was prescribed. You know, maybe you only had, hey, I want to do 90% and they come to you like, hey, coach, I, I really want to go for one rep because they're feeling it. Well, throw that all in there. And essentially allow them to uh, to go for it, you know, because when we do do one reps or five reps or eight reps, 10 reps, whatever, when when we're testing out that week or that day, you know, not every time that we have that program are those athletes feeling it. You know, sometimes these athletes, uh, you know, they didn't get enough, you know, sleep. They're under some type of stress. They broke up with their boyfriend, their girlfriend. Uh, family member died, their dog died, whatever the case may be, you know, so they're just not feeling it. They're having a bad day. Well, that stress is going to affect their lift for that day, you know, so that's where you have to sometimes, you know, be relentless um, and, and tell them, hey, you're not going to increase your weight and here's the reason, you know, why. And we're going to tell them the reason why. And we're going to keep telling them the reason why. And if they don't like it and they want to argue with you, then my next step is going to be is, you know, tell them they need to find someplace else to go train. Um, you know, there has to be a purpose. There has to be a goal. Um, and, and I feel that no matter what, um, you know, you have to, like, your behavior as a coach or as an athlete is going to lead to your result. So... If you're that athlete where if a coach is telling you, hey, I don't want you to do um, this or that because your form looks like junk and you're like, hey, or you better yet, I'll just give you a better, clear example. Hey, when you, uh, even though you hit that that uh, squat, your knees caved in, so I don't want you to increase your weight until your knees stay out when, when you squat and you as the athlete respond, yeah, I know, but I still want to increase my weight because I did it. The answer really should be like, all right, I'm going to do it again at, you know, maybe I'll lower my weight or I'm going to try to get the same weight and make sure my knees go out. My knees don't go out. Even though I did it, then 
um, you know, I'm not going to increase and I'm just going to work on that and be happy with it, right? Like you should have, you know, on your goals and, and stuff when you come in, I mean, those are your achievements. So just because maybe you didn't fully accomplish what you wanted that day, you know, just know that your coach is looking out for you, you know, for the best way uh, possible. You know, um, I can't stress enough, though, that, you know, not everybody can train at the heaviest volume or the highest intensity each and every day. Right. Sometimes you got to come in there and, you know, be upfront with your coaches and say, hey, I'm not feeling good today. Something's bothering me or maybe I'm just really tight and we need to throw an audible into the training session and do some type of like neural priming, you know, where, you know, we're going to, you know, work on, you know, just trying to recover that day, even if the intensity workout is already programmed or the heavy work is programmed. You know, if you're quiet, your coach isn't going to know that. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, some people go to, you know, can hold back and, and coaches can't see that. Um, you know, so be vocal with your coaches, be vocal in the sense like, you know, Hey, maybe I just need uh, you know, a, a different modification to my workout just so I can get through it. And, you know, those are what we, those are better training sessions than just coming in, doing whatever you want to do, or just going through the motions, you know, half-assing it, not putting full forth the effort and the, you know, the risk of injuries going to, uh, to increase, you know? So I just feel as a coach, um, you know, you need to be thinking long-term progress, not short-term progress. Um, you need to understand, you know, the fact that, you know, long-term progress starts, you know, with, you know, the foundational movements and, and mastering the baseline movements and then progressing from there, you know, planning out your training sessions, you know, accordingly, you know, if you're one to always miss, you know, you know, leg day, then, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're going to have weaknesses and, and those, you know, weaknesses from your legs are going to have further, um, repercussion actions with other lifts, you know? So, um, you know, we uh, just understand like sometimes the low stress days, you know, I understand that they're not, you know, always the sexiest or the baddest, you know, make you feel great workouts. Um, but they're going to make you achieve whatever your goal is that you set out for. So, you know, you should essentially just, you know, if you don't understand, just ask, ask the questions like why your coach should be able to tell you why. And if they can't, again, then you need to find yourself another coach. I mean, um, the only other thing, like, I, I, I think I really want to, like, touch on for when, when I talk about trust in the process is even if you are a average to advanced athlete, that that's working out. If you are given a program and the program, let's just say last 11 to 12 weeks and you're in week four and, you know, you saw something on Instagram, you saw, you know, one of your friends coming, he was like, Oh, I'm doing this program or you should try this or you should try that. And, you know, maybe you're, you know, 
the program's calling for, for an upper body day today and you're like, well, I'm going to do something completely different and, you know, I'm going to do something because I saw it on Facebook or social media, wherever the case may be. Trust the process. Trust the program. If you're not giving the, the, that program full 100% effort and you're not going to give that program, you know, um, everything that it's asking for, then you're not going to see, you can't fairly say that the program did not work if you didn't give it a shot, right? If you're just going to bounce from program to program to program, it's no different than somebody in college or even some of these adults when they just bounce from bar to bar to bar on a Friday, Saturday night. You know, if you're bar hopping, you know, um, because that's what, you know, what you're doing on the weekend and then you're going to do the same exact thing for program, well, you can't expect to see the results. So, Make sure you are, you know, before you give up on a program, you say, you know, did I give this 100% effort? If the answer is yes and you don't like it, then try something else. But you got to be able to um, sit there and look yourself in the mirror and say, yep, I gave this program, you know, the full 11 weeks, 12 weeks. Maybe I didn't see an increase um, like like I thought I was going to see. Or maybe you saw a, a dramatic increase in something else, um, you know, and the program did work. But either way, um, just know that, you know, there are, you know, every, there's there's something out there for everybody. Well, whether you're a newbie, an, an intermediate athlete, an advanced athlete, um, but just regardless, though, when you're, when you're training, you know, trust the process. You know, there is no quick fix stuff out there. Um, there is nobody can sit there and say, oh, well, if you do this, uh, you know, form, it's going to improve your snatch, your, your clean. It's going to improve your deadlift, you know, dramatically, you know, by, you know, 20, 30 pounds just because you did something. You know, if you are weak in a particular area and you do not train that area, you do not strengthen that area, then you will always be weak in that area and you're going to suffer later on down the line, and, you know, with, with your lifts. So one of those things where uh, I can't stress that enough, you know, um, you know, like I said, again, and and I'm going to try to, you know, reiterate it, you know, do the things um, that you're not good at. Okay. Um, Work on those, continue to work on, on your strong parts, you know, on your strength parts, but your weaknesses, you've got to build up your weaknesses if you want to be a better all uh, athlete. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm excited for uh, the next uh, episode coming up. We are going to have a uh, you know surprise, uh, or I should say, guest coach coming on who uh, has been my mentor, who who I've looked up to. Does a great uh, great stuff in the community. Was um, one of the most, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Probably one of the most uh, hands-down public high school strength conditioning coaches that I respect um, in the area. Uh, So I'm looking forward to to having him. And uh, other than that, have a good night. And uh, let me know if you have any other questions for next episode. Take care.